I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. to take Atletico Madrid through to the quarterfinals. I'm Matt Smith and this is the Champions League podcast. Last night, Arsene Wenger's Arsenal were at the Nou Camp to attempt the near impossible in overturning a 2-0 deficit in their round of 16 tie against the holders Barcelona. While Pep Guardiola and Bayern Munich hosted Juventus in a tie delicately poised at 2-2 from the first leg in Turin. Joining me for the best BT Sport insight and analysis were Gary Lineker, Ian Wright, Rio Ferdinand, Michael Owen, Glenn Hoddle and James Horncastle. Here they come though with Neymar and Neymar's in! And they can't stop it this time! And now Mohamed El Nini! Oh, there's the goal that Arsenal wanted! There's the goal that Arsenal needed! And it's the first in Arsenal red and white for El Nini! And it goes towards Suarez! Oh, what a finish from Luis Suarez! Messi! There's the exclamation point. And Barcelona's little magician with yet another goal. I think the performance was uh, first of all good, but it was a great game between two good teams. Uh, we went out with regrets, of course, but uh, I must say my exceptional quality up front. And uh, you feel that then any little mistake you make at the back, they can take, take advantage of it. Was a turning point at 1-1, I believe, but uh, I could feel they were wobbling a little bit, they were insecure. Had we scored the second goal, I think we could have created a sensation tonight, but we didn't. And uh, after uh, any any one of the three up front can score an exceptional goal. Yeah, disappointment uh, for Arsenal, but um, they, they certainly did themselves justice this evening. It was, it, I guess, this game was really lost back in in London. Yeah, it was, and I think Arsene Wenger he admitted that in the in the first leg. You've got to give them credit today. They give it a try. They give it a go. So we saw Neymar get one. We saw Suarez get one. And of course, Ian, before the game, I'm going to give you credit here. Yeah. I, I said, what do you think? How many will they get? You said, well, <laughs> Messi, Suarez and Neymar will all well, score. It's not and, unbelievable. And he didn't let you down, did he? Well, quite pleased at the end. <laughs> like I said, he, he kind of like eases out of the game. He just lets them get on with it. But then when his chance came, finally, it was just a, a typical Messi goal. Again, they nicked the ball high like Rio's been saying all, all evening. When they nick it high like that, they're going to punish you. And then it's just a little, just a little dink. And it makes it look so easy. To be honest, he's, when you've got someone like Messi, he's going to help you like prove your point. You've got half a chance. <laughs> so, you know, once he's got in here, you know it's a goal, isn't you? How cool is he? I keep saying this when you, when you watch him. 
in these areas. Even in slow-mo, it's quite quick. <laughs> but he sees things yeah. like it's, it's in slow-mo. It, it, it just doesn't The amazing thing is, he, he, whatever the situation, he seems to know whether it's what the right thing to do is, yeah. whether it's a pass, whether it's that kind of finish, whether it's to slot it. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. That's his spatial awareness. Yeah, but that's yeah. why in the first half, when he was so close to the goalkeeper, and when, he's at, when he is that close to the goalkeeper, he normally does a nice little finish. That's why I was very surprised to see him hit it as hard as he did in the first yeah. half. Yeah, but... Overall, it was it was a great game to watch, wasn't yeah, it? It was end-to-end yeah. -end yeah. in many ways. What I liked about the game today is just being at this angle, this higher, yeah. almost like a bird's-eye angle, to see the rotation in midfield mm. and the forward areas of the Barcelona well, team. Busquets' oh, one-touch play was just it's just something for young kids. We're all, we're all excited by the thrills and the, the fantasy and the flicks and touches, but the simplicity of Busquets, which really makes them tick, that gets them out of a lot of tight situations in mm. their own third and in, in the middle of the pitch. The sets up attacks. He's yep. a platform. I, mm -hmm. I love him. Overall, where does this leave Arsene Wenger? There certainly wasn't a humiliation this evening. No, it there. wasn't. And I, I thought, like uh, I thought, like Rio said, I thought the boys done pretty well. Uh, it's about chances. Came down to chances, and I think that um, going into Everton and going into the rest of the season, it's going to come down to chances and taking chances and hopefully they will learn from, from today I'm not saying that they're going to yeah. have the same qualities as the, the free front boys Barcelona got but they've got to learn to try and take mm. chances when they get the opportunities mm. in games mm. and in the second half they had a number of them didn't they one or two chances as well that could yeah, have made yeah. things a bit more interesting yeah definitely I mean we've harped on about chances here but I mean Welbeck because of his pace and his, his ability to, to, to sniff out mistakes and capitalise on them in terms of getting the ball it's just the next part. It's yeah. the composure. Yeah. It's the actual being clinical in them situations. Once he adds that to his game, Danny, yeah. I mean, he's... he's, he's a, Can you he's, add that, um, though, Rio? Is that something that you... I think he's either got or you've he, not he, got. He needs games. In his regular games, you know, he's, he's had a bit stop-start of injuries. Yeah. He's been in and out of the Man United team, in and out of the Arsenal awesome. team. So... But I think he, he, he needs them games, and then we can judge him properly. But even with the first chance with Danny, I think what, what he's got to do is, is that he's gone past uh, Mascherano. You've got to understand at that stage, Mascherano has got to make some form of last-ditch challenge if you go to take the shot. Mm, yeah. You've got to get him to ground, then you get past him, then you're trying to mm. just beat well, the goalkeeper. Those are the mm. things that he's got to bring into well, his well, game, uh, taking yeah, those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see Arsene Wenger still at Arsenal next season? Do you think he'll be there? Um, I, I think if, if, um, if they finish the season, especially in the season I was going with Leicester and Tottenham above him, and Arsenal coming out of the Champions League, out of the FA Cup. And if they do not, if they just finish third or fourth again, I think the natives are turning. They, they've turned, I think, the natives. There's more people who want yeah. the boss out at the moment than they want him in. I, I'm not sure if he still will be there in the, in the mm. summer, depending on if, if they don't win do the league. Do you think he should be if, say, they finish fourth or fifth even? Um, it's a very tough one, Gal, um, for me. But I, I think that yeah. there is time. To, I think changes change is, is a coming. At some stage, it's got to happen. And uh, I think something's got to happen this season with what's happening with Arsenal, especially don't win the league. Yeah. I think it's it. Kroenke's the one I think that they should be uh, putting a lot more of their um, emphasis on now, the fans. Not just the boss, Kroenke yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's almost, it's, you've got to throw it back to the club. What do the board want? What do they, what do they want to achieve? They, is it financial health or is it winning trophies? Or are they happy to be financially stable and finish in a Champions League spot yeah. and just keep tinkering on like that? Mm. That's the question that has to be answered at the top before you can even start thinking about Wenger being in or out. Mm. OK, um, well, let's remind ourselves of how Barcelona uh, won this evening. The first goal went to uh, Neymar. Um, another fabulous piece of football from Barcelona. Yep. All starts with them hunting the ball in, in, in packs and then all 
getting the ball into Neymar, being clinical and being direct and going for the juggler yeah. as soon as they win that ball. This is, as I said before, it's a fundamental part of Barcelona's game yeah. during this successful period that they've had, winning the ball early in the opponent's third of the, of, of the field. Yeah. And then Both. once they win yeah. it, having the, the vision, the quality. But what's great about them is they, they put chances on a plate for each other. Mm. They're, they're not worried about who gets yeah. the more goals or who gets uh, the more, more spotlight. Is sharing sharing that spotlight. Who comes up with the best skills at times, isn't it? I mean, oh. I mean, there's some breathtaking bits of football yeah. we've seen um, this evening again, once again, from these three wonderfully talented players. Not just the goals, but the touches, the passes, the skills. That was there. sexy. That was beautiful. <laughs> this is what you pay to come and see. That's skills. right. That that trident, that Barcelona trident. Arsenal, I suppose. I mean, it's it, it's difficult when you lose a game like this. They're always setting favourites. You don't want to draw. A, Barcelona, but you know they've got to conjure up something from the rest of their season, haven't they? Yeah, and that's a difficult thing. They're not in a great position in the league. This was the year, as everyone's been saying, there wasn't consistencies in the in, in the league yeah. from the expected top teams, and they haven't capitalised. And that will what be making these these players not only them but the yeah. fans sick. One thing that's never happened since the um, inauguration of the Champions League is is a side to defend the title yes Barcelona perhaps the most likely that we've had so far do you yeah, think definitely and, and, and what you sense when you're around the stadium and you hear that they, 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 can, they can see it they can see that greatness they can see that yeah. getting to the top of the mountain that no one's done there's something to aim at that's the motivation mm. it seems for this team mm. to repeat the treble mm. that's what they seem like they've got the, the bit between their teeth to achieve mm. I'm going with Barca you're still going with yeah, Barca what about you, you now I've seen them a few times now I've been fortunate I've seen them a, a couple of times and yeah I think that they've got to be the favourites for me with yeah. M3 up front mm. uh, what about, is there, where's the weakness in that side defensively is it because they, uh, they, on the <laughs> counter attack yeah definitely I think that even today with Mascherano who does a fantastic job as centre half we know he's a holding midfielder and Matteo they're not their, 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 their main two. Well, Mascherano most probably will play, oh. but if you could get pressure on them quicker, yeah. then obviously you're going to cause them a problem, mm. which Arsenal did do today at a the couple o- of stages. The only problem that, that is is that it's, not, it's no secret that that's their weakness, is the defenders, but you've mm. got to get the ball off them and yeah. you've got to win it in the right places mm. to then punish them. Mm. And the problem is, is when you press a team like Barcelona mm. with the quality they've got all over the pitch who are willing to take the ball in crazy ludicrous positions that we'd say back on their own touchline, is that when you go in there, you leave gaps behind you, and then when you leave them gaps with them three up front, yeah. MSN, yeah. it's deadly. Yeah. In the end, they, the chances are you're going to be outscored. Yes, that's, that's what, what it is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what happens. Yeah, well, that was awkward, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what, do we, what, what do we think? <laughs> awkward silence there, just for a second. I didn't know whether you finished or not. Right. <laughs> You've usually got something more to say at some point. Well, what it is, is that what you see is, and, and what you're hoping that the kids and that can see at home is the, the quality of these, of these players. We're watching a very, very special football mm. team here. Yeah. Um, and, and so to be able to see them twice at close hand like that, it's been a, very, it's been a privilege. Yeah. Uh, do you enjoy watching uh, Barcelona? I love it. I, mean, I yeah, love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm texting people. I'm on social media, seeing what people are saying because yeah. it just becomes. A, it's like watching watching poetry in motion because it's so smooth. Everyone knows where to run. There's triggers all over the park. If one presses, everyone's behind it and yeah. knows where to be. And and not only with the ball. That's what I, I love about them. It's watching them get the ball back. And Juventus just like that have taken the lead. Paul Pogba and space for Cuadrado. Douglas Costa, and that's more like it from Bayern Munich. Lewandowski has hold them back into contention. Here's Coman for Bayern, and Thomas Müller, who else? Müller trying to work something with Thiago. Off the bench, to wonderful effect. Coman, it's 
impressive in the end, but pushed awfully hard. And, James, I wonder whether Juventus... I don't think they can have any um, regrets, really. They gave it everything, just eventually got outlasted almost. Yeah, I thought the tactical approach from the beginning was spot on. The only quibble I'd have with Allegri was the substitutions. They I mean, took Morata and Cuadrado off. OK, they'd done a lot of running, maybe they were a little bit tired, but they were the outs, if you like. And uh, after that, up until 2-1, for example, I thought Patrice Evra had a great game, and then it kind of all went to pot for him, and you kind of feel for him. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, Thiago, on the other side, was a very effective substitution. Well, we heard Paul Brighton, among others, talking that the feature we ran earlier about the the best squad in Europe, and I suppose there's some proof of that there. Oh, yeah, well, there was evidence there, Coman and, and, um, and Thiago coming off the bench and, and changing the game. And you go through the goals tonight, there were some fantastic goals, all of them. It all looked straightforward in the last part of the game for Bayern, but it was anything but that, James, in the first part of the game. Really, right from the kickoff, Juve were, were the dominant side and, and really tactically outthought Guardiola, didn't they? Yeah, I thought they were bold courageous in their approach but I did think the fielding of Alexandro on that left-hand side was a big deal for them because having Pogba, Sandro and Evra they kind of stopped Bayern playing down there I think that's where he tried to make the changes in the second half and it actually could they could almost have been out of sight when we looked at the the, the goal that was ruled out wrongly for offside and a terrific late chance in that half for Cuadrado Mike could have been very different it, it certainly could have <laughs> And you have to say, it could have been 4-0 at half-time. And I think then it's dead. It doesn't matter what Pep does, whether he brings on Coman, Bernat, that sort of thing, it's, it's over. I think that first half proves that they're vulnerable. Mm. They are vulnerable. If you have a go at them, and there's better teams, no disrespect, attacking teams than Juventus in the tournament still, if you have a go at them, they're vulnerable. And uh, probably the same as Barcelona in many ways. That's their Achilles heel. So it'd be intriguing if they play each other. <laughs> Oh, yeah, seven six, and we'd look, love to watch that. Really but we'll get to that, I suppose. They're both certainly uh, awaiting each other, or perhaps avoiding each other. They hope in the latter stages of this competition. But uh, Owen mentioned in commentary that until Coman came on, Douglas Costa was often the, the principal threat for Bayern, and was certainly the provider oh. for the key first Bayern goal. Then. And he was going; he was still going as strong as in, in the last minutes there, in extra time as the first. He's a fit fella. Uh, and then obviously they got a foothold in the game, and a little bit of belief. The crowd get involved. Two on Ben, pretty late in the day, becomes two each. That's the 90, 91st minute. <laughs> I mean, and you see Costa involved again. That, when Coman came on for Chabilonso, Costa went into the 10 position and was able to play in that inside right. But what a cross from Coman. Yeah. Coman the Bavarian. Yeah. You mentioned there. Evra, who perhaps makes a mistake initially to lose the ball when he's won it. And then you were both watching Michael and Glenn, the movement. Yeah, Ribéry's yeah, run. He, he doesn't get the ball, but sometimes as, a, as an attacking player, you've got to be unselfish with your movement and, and actually just catch someone else's eye, get them to move a yard out of position, let's say. And, um, well, that man again was there to, to pick up the pieces, nod it in. Yeah. Perhaps a, a lesser team might have felt at the start of extra time, our chance here is gone. But actually, the first great chance in extra time fell to Juventus with Lichtsteiner on the break again. Yeah, and then they had a few chances <laughs> at the death as well. <laughs> it is. Some cracking chances, mm. in fact. So, I, I suppose relief would be the overriding emotion, at least initially for Bayern. Through to the quarterfinals, yes, great, and in the draw, and hoping to avoid Barcelona, no doubt, even for Bayern, but, but relief that we didn't get knocked out. Huge relief. They could, possibly should, have been knocked out tonight. And you always look back at the end of a tournament when someone wins it, and you look back and think, that was the turning point, and it could have been tonight. They, you could argue that they deserve to be out of the competition, and that would have been a, a huge shock after the first leg and the score and where the game was at. But, you know, as, as I said 
prior to the game. It's, it's these or Barcelona there, who everyone sees as, as, the, as the champions um, at the end of this tournament. And if they had gone out, it would have been a massive surprise. I think the sign of a good team as well is that they created them two chances. Hmm. It wasn't by pure luck or a referee's or a mistake. Poor decision or mistake. They actually kept plugging away and, and showed the character. But technically, it was fantastic. Two great headers. Buying through. Just. On Tuesday, Manchester City advanced to the quarter-finals but paid a large price, with captain Vincent Kompany limping off with yet another calf injury. In Madrid, we witnessed the highest-scoring penalty shootout in Champions League history, with Atletico edging out PSV for a spot in the last eight. Here are more, then, of the best bits with Shea Given, Owen Hargreaves, Julien Laurent and Lindsay Hipgrave. Nevers! Inside of the post. The sheet is clean and progress is confirmed. Well, I think that was a tactical game, just to qualify. Yeah, they didn't take any risk. Uh, we were waiting if they have more spacing behind, but they played a quiet, a quiet game. And for our team, of course, for winning for two goals, it was important to try to keep the ball and not allow them to create chances. It's a very important achievement for the club because before, before we, we couldn't do it, we were very unlucky. I, Continue repeating that it's not uh, normal to play against Barcelona twice in the in the round of 16. But before that, the club didn't qualify for the uh, for the stage of group. It's a club that is growing, and also all these achievements are, are important to continue development as a as a big club. Can you remember, Glenn, a worse game at a knockout stage of the Champions League? Not at this level, no. Mm. There's, I think Sav said it's the worst he's ever seen. <laughs> I think it's the worst. I've seen a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, but at this level, it was a poor game technically. Uh, you know. Kiev just didn't come to play, really, did they? They looked like a team that was trying to get... A, it was nil-nil and they were yeah. going to get an away goal and go through and keep it tight. There was a stage where they had to come out and play and make it a game, press City higher up the pitch, and the game then would have been more entertaining. Mm. But I felt sorry for the people that paid money mm. and went to that game. The biggest negative tonight for Manchester City, particularly the loss uh, of their leader, Vincent Company. Yeah, I mean, it, it, what it does is it, it takes away a bit of confidence from the other players in the team. You can see he, he identifies them two as the best centre-halves in, in the club. Mangala probably will disagree with that. <laughs> um, but but Vincent Company, we, we see uh, he, he's the mainstay in this team. He's the guy that they all look to for that confidence that when, the, when it, it goes beyond any of the midfield, they know it's going to be him that's cleaning up. And without him there, they don't seem the team... Does that, does that dramatically yeah. diminish their chances of going further in this competition? 100%. I mean, yeah. the record that they have without him is, is very worrying for, for what's to come for the rest of the season. They're a much better outfit. They're a much more confident outfit. Yeah. And I think he's a player that not only just does he have to play well himself, but I think his presence just being there enables other people to play better, gives them a confidence to, to perform. And that's just the, the problem for them is, again, they've got Manchester United at the weekend. The, the Man United players, I'm sure, will be licking their lips at the two centre-half Washington tonight who came on. Yeah. And for Manchester City as well, the whole defence, I mean, it's such an important aspect of the game, isn't it, Shay, to lose your, your, your pivotal player? Yeah, he's the captain, he's the leader of the, of the group and he, he sets example throughout the club, you know, off the pitch as well. He's, he's, he's so professional in everything he does and as Rio said, he'd be a huge miss. I don't know how long he's going to be out, you know, for every Man City fan, they'd be hoping not very long, but... When he does his calf like that, you're looking at at least probably four or five weeks, I would imagine. Particularly but, having done it so many times this yeah. season already. That's the thing, you know, six, I think it's six, this was the seventh game back, it's a surprise. You thought you'd, you know, overcome yeah. it. It's gone again, it puts him probably out for the rest of the season, but 
for me, if you're ever going to lose your two centre-halves, this was the team to do it against. Yeah. But having said that, <laughs> you know, it goes on, doesn't it? There are I've other got, games after this. There's now Manchester the derby, derby, then the quarter-finals of the, the Champions Derby, League. you know, this level, whoever, whoever they get in, yeah. in the quarters is going to be a real It's, it's funny, though, we were having a conversation yeah. before about who we would fancy Manchester City against. And um, does, does that mean less teams now, the fact that the company is likely to be missing? Mm. You want to stay away now. Yeah. You want to steer away from Barcelona... You know, well, they did that anyway, but we talked about perhaps teams like PSG, didn't we? Atletico Madrid, if they get through. Oh, sorry, that. I'm on about the next, the next draw. They need, a, yeah. they need a lucky draw again. Not a lucky draw, they need the best draw they can get without these two centre-halves because I can't see anyone. Once they come and look at those two legs, whoever they play will study them videos of the two games and they'll see, the, they'll see City. The first game, they were excellent at times. Today, there was nothing there to, to fear. So, um, okay. you know, they've got a lot of work to do. Where are Manchester City at the moment, Rio? Have they, have they really evolved? Have they really improved? I don't think so. No. I think they've gone backwards, if anything. I think they didn't... Having really said think. that, before you say they are... They're for the first time in the quarter They've in the Champions League yeah. by, by a stage, but have they got any chance, real chance of winning it? No, in my opinion. And... Where are they in the league? They're further down than ever before in, in the, uh, since the money's really been injected into Manchester City. So will they see that as progress? I, I, f I find it hard to believe that, really. Do you think perhaps it's damaged them, the whole Guardiola thing, the fact that the, the manager and the players know that he's coming in next season? Do you think that's had a negative effect in any way, Shay, possibly? Well, it looks like it. I think the media have made a thing about that. It's a big story in the media that it's a negative effect with Guardiola coming in. But me as a player would be would be the opposite. You know, Pep Guardiola is one of the best managers in the world. And me as a player of Manchester City would want to impress him for next season. And he'll be watching every single game, every video, and he'll be telling the hierarchy of Man City who he wants to keep and who he doesn't. And, you know, as Rio says, it's disappointing tonight not, not to go and, and, and get some goals and, and entertain the crowd. Two League Cups and a league is one. Well, he'll be remembered fondly, do you think, by Manchester City? Oh, definitely fondly, I yeah. think so. I think he's a real genuine guy. Yeah. I think the players are, still want to win things for him. I don't think they've gone off him in that sense. Um, but for me, there hasn't been that much of a change since the Guardiola's mm. come. They were very, they've always been inconsistent. And for me, they haven't gone on. They should be. If there was a plan, those guys that bought the club come in, there was a plan four or five years ago, they would be looking at this. Getting to the quarterfinal is one thing, but we need to be closer to these teams. They're still a long, long way from some of the teams at the moment in the Premier League, let alone the Champions League. So I'm with Rio there. I think they've stood still, if not gone backwards. I think it's well, sorry to interrupt. I think it's when Pellegrini came in, the standard, the normal standard for him was to remain in the top two, mm. winning the Premier League mm. and fighting out for the, for, for the Premier League, but improvement in the Champions League. And he hasn't been able to do that. He had to marry both of them together. He couldn't have one drop and, and then do the other. No. These people are demanding people who want success and hasn't been the case. How big a job will it be for Guardiola? How, how far back are they at the moment? Quite if, a lot. He's in, if he's in the Europa League, he's never been in there, so it'll be a big <laughs> job for him. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I suppose that is a feasible. People say, oh, you're taking the mick, but it's, it's a possibility and yeah. a huge possibility unless they get well, some if they lose the derby on at the weekend yeah they need to get some consistency that's a huge game for them and like Shay said Pep Guardiola this, this, he'll be watching these games this is like you're, you're in you're in the in the theatre you have to produce your goods for the manager who's coming in to watch that's the way it is and that could be a pressure that is added on to these players that they're not dealing with properly he's got a great record 
Guardiola, hasn't he, mm. Shea? But it's, I mean, it's not a given. Actually, that wasn't meant to be any kind of pun. Um, but it, it's not a given that he will just automatically give them um, yeah. instant success because it, it seems to me, whereas he took over at Bayern Munich, they were already a ready-made finished yeah. article in many ways, although he did change things. Well, the same in Barcelona, you could argue yeah. as well. They were Great Messi players. and Co and Iniesta and Xavi and all these players he took over and... People would say they were the finished article and he was just sort of managing them along. Same at Bayern Munich. And, and this will be a real, real test for Guardiola now because they are struggling in the Premier League at the minute. They're struggling in Europe. I know they're through tonight, but mm. when you look at the bigger picture with the teams like Bayern Munich and, and Barcelona and, and even Real Madrid left in the tournament, you can't see them beating them. So You were talking before, be but done. how many of them are going to keep? Well, we've how gone through the list there yeah. before yeah. and tonight and there'll be a lot of people, there'll be a lot of changes, I think, yeah. in the summer, a lot of new players coming in. And which, which in itself brings out. difficulties, doesn't it? It does, yeah. They've got to settle if they're coming from abroad and they're not playing, not been playing in the Premier League. That's one of the... We've seen yeah. players do that. They haven't settled here. But also, for me, Guardiola, unless he wins the Champions League this year, is that, has he been successful at Bayern? <laughs> That's the question, because, the, you know, oh. the Bundesliga has been theirs for a few years now. Hinkers, when he took over, had the treble. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, the key is he's got to win the Champions League mm. this year to say, well, he's done a great job at Bayern. And now, this is his... For me, this is his real test coming to the Premier League. The damage was done in Kiev. Um, what about their approach to the game tonight? Were you surprised they didn't at some stage go gung-ho? It was almost a waste of time from flying over. They might as well just handed the game to City yeah. before they got here and just <laughs> so said... You're allowed to do that. Yeah, but... get a bye. Because <laughs> the way they came here was just so negative. And you think, you get this far in a tournament, you, you've done all that work in the group stages, go for it. If you get beat three or four here at the Etihad, that's the way it is. Because you lost the game over there, you've still got to come out here and fight and show some type of, type of determination and will to get through the, the, the competition. But they were compact. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong in them coming over at the beginning of the game, yeah. compact like that. That's a good setup. Mm. You know, they're a halfway press, they're nice and tight, but they didn't come out. This is second half now, and it hasn't changed. Mm. And I was scratching my head to say, well, there comes a time when you're going to have to press City higher up the pitch. Keep your distances, so get your, up, your back four up and go and press them. And when they did sort of, I don't know, last ten minutes have a little go, they did get in behind City a couple of times. That, that's what was frustrating. The last ten minutes they did have a couple of goals. Like Joe Harris made two great saves one-on-one and you'd like to do a half an hour to go, at least give it a go, at least try, because they're going out. It's a tough thing to do with five, ten minutes to go, isn't it? Try and score three goals. It's yeah. a big ass, that is. Yeah. They, they looked like a team that needed, like, it was nil-nil from the first game and they were trying to pinch, you know, a one-nil victory to get through. And I couldn't understand why. I just think they were happy to go back to Ukraine and say, we, we went, we've been to England, we didn't get beat. Yeah. Get back into the fixtures at home. Even Rebrov said at the end, I was happy and I thanked my players for, yeah. for the way, yeah. but I'd be disappointed. Mm. You know, if the manager said that, I'd be, you know, we should have had a goal. It's two different standards of the two clubs, isn't it, mm. I suppose, when you're looking at it. We're saying about City, question marks, they're in the quarter-final of the Champions League and they're happy to go home, you know, with a nil-nil draw. Yeah, who will they be happy with in the draw on Friday? Manchester City, who, who would think, they fancy their chance? I think with those game? two centre-halves out, I think you've got to go with what on paper looks the, the best. The easier one, maybe a Benfica or a Wolfsburg. They won't be easy, by the way. Yeah, but, I don't think any of the teams in the draw coming up will be scared of Man City. No, That's the won't. difference. No, no. I think if you've got a company fit and yeah. firing and the others are all firing through the spine of the team that we know, Yaya, Torres, Silvers and Agueros, then people say, oh, they're, they're still a threat. But at the moment, I think teams watching the last couple of games that Man City have played, yeah. there'll be no fear amongst any of them teams. But 
you know, if they found a bit of form, I suppose, they've got a bit of time now. Yeah, they need a bit of luck, obviously, in the draw. I mean, last two years they got Barcelona and, and got knocked out, and if they get someone away from Barcelona or Bayern Munich, then they've got a chance to get in the semi-final. Juan Fran, for so long, an Atletico Madrid player, a firm favourite, a firm penalty to take Atletico Madrid through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Fernando, thank you for joining us on BT Sport. What a tough way to get to that last eight. Congratulations. How does it feel? Thank you very much. Uh, we feel great right now. I think it's a deserved uh, victory. Uh, we have to, to congratulate also PSV. They, show, uh, they are a great team. They show everybody they could and they can compete against uh, some of the best teams in, in Europe. So that's why we we won in the penalty shootout. Uh, it's not serious. They, they did a, a great first game, a great second game. They defend very well and, and we were not able to to score a goal. I think their keeper, without doubt, was the, the best player in, the, in both games. So we had to give credit to that. James, do you think Atletico deserved it overall over the two ties? Well, I mean, they had more shots, they had more possession tonight, but to be honest, I think they were quite limited. I mean, we were expecting a better performance from them than in the first leg because since then they've hit a real rich seam of form, beating Madrid in the Madrid uh, derby and then you know, scoring three in each of the last three games and instead, again, another nil-nil. Strange. Were you surprised with how difficult PSV made it for them? Not really, no. I think obviously PSV came to, you know, to get a draw and to get to extra time and they were able to do that. I think Atletico Madrid are not really a team that um, is expansive as, as some of the other Spanish teams, Barcelona and Real Madrid. And I think sometimes when you play against a team like that, you need creativity. And I think this team doesn't have a ton of creativity. They have a couple of players in Carrasco and uh, Griezmann, but the rest are very much there for, for the balance of the team and they struggled really to create chances from open play to, to break them down. But in the end, this is a very resilient team and they got the job done and that's often what happens with this uh, Atletico Madrid team. It's often better when they're the underdog. I think they'll be better against bigger opposition. Mm. As you said, in the Madrid derby, they were terrific. When they play top teams and they can play on the counter-attack and defend deep, they have the best defence in Europe. You know, so playing against anybody, they'll give everybody a game. They don't concede many goals. Well, Philip Coker got a, a lot right over the two legs, Jules, but he did take off their top scorer, Luke de Jong, before that penalty shootout. It seemed just a strange decision, even more so the fact that it was Narsing who missed the only penalty there. Do you think he must have been injured? Well, it, we think it's the only reason, because otherwise you don't take off your best player, top goal scorer, captain as well. As we said, you know, leadership qualities and everything. Three minutes before the end, three minutes before penalty shootout. And obviously he came back to home then because Cristiano Narsing who came on for De Jong missed, was the only one to miss the pen and then Juan Fran made sure that Titico won the game. But unless he was injured, it was the weirdest and worst decision we've seen for a long time. I think it was his track record. Two Apparently of his last three pens he'd, he'd missed, missed. Yeah. yeah. So probably that. Yeah, no, without doubt, I think. But still, still. <laughs> it looks looks a strange decision well, it, now, it, but it, I guess hindsight... He didn't complain thing. when he came off. He felt it was the right decision. Yeah, it looked like he it, He seemed yeah. to understand it. So, in that respect, you can't really blame Koku. And Juan Fran, cool as you like for, for the winner. All the penalties before that I was just going to say, everybody one, was cool as you like. I mean, some, some terrific pens. As you say, great variety from a lot of the players. And everybody was really cool and calm under pressure. I was really impressed with a lot of the penalties. But, again, as you were saying, captain, top goal scorer... And to take him off, regardless if he, if he missed a 
Mr. That's five of six. Still, you've got to trust your players to, to rise to the occasion. We saw centre-backs chipping mm. it down the middle. You know, you need to trust your players, and I'm surprised he, he came off. So 16 become eight, and it's an impressive eight. There are, I suppose, Glenn, two groups. It's, it's, it's how you see Manchester City, who are the somewhat newcomers, but Benfica mm. and Wolfsburg, certainly you'd feel are outsiders, and then yeah. there's some established hitters. Yeah, there is, obviously, Bar Barca and, and Bayern Munich are the top two. They're the two favourites. And then you've got PSG and, and Real Madrid. And Atletico. And Atletico, just behind them, I'd right. put. Right. And City with them. So, uh, I think for City, you know, we're all hoping City can get through. I think they need a good draw. They got a good draw in the last 16 this year. They ha it's been against them over the years, but uh, let's hope they get a good draw and uh, get themselves in that semi-final. Yeah. As Chelsea proved years ago, anything can happen when you get to the semis. <laughs> and that's the point, isn't it? There are, there are good draws to be had still. In this quarterfinals, mm. there's a couple of teams there that you're... Well, if you get Wolfsburg, you're thinking, Wolfsburg in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, you're thinking it's almost a bye. Oof. And also, if you look, we, we think the final will be between Bayern and Barca if they, if they don't meet each other, but no-one's ever retained this trophy. Not since so, Milan in, yeah, if you look at the, not in the Champions League era. Champions League, yeah. Yeah. If you look at the last few finals, you've got Dortmund, Atletico, Juventus reaching it. So, yeah, maybe one of those from the group behind can do it. And dare I say, from a selfish point of view, coefficient-wise, <laughs> Juve buying out tonight probably helps the English a little bit. Absolutely. I think it's only up to Lazio now. Lazio are going to have to go and win the Europa League. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good news in that respect. Yeah, and of course, it's already an open draw, so you get who you get and good luck to you. Oh, there's going to be some right crackers in, in there. I mean, there's so many good teams mm. involved. But as I say, there's one or two teams as well that if any of the big boys get one of those two yeah. um, lesser teams, let's say, then, then it's happy days for them. But there's, it's going to be fascinating. I love the draw. I love watching the draw. It's strange. You look at them teams, the big teams in there, the top four, five, six teams, they all look a bit vulnerable defensively. Yeah. They're not sound, you know, Even defensively. Bayern. Well, Bayern, that's what I yeah. think their Achilles heel is they're defending. You know, even Madrid at times, Real Madrid yeah. and uh, PSG, great going forward. So it really is a, a mixed bag and anything can happen this year. What about the draw throwing up something like Manchester City versus Bayern Munich? A bit of Pep Guardiola against oh. his next club. Well, that would be brilliant. I hope that does happen now. You see, <laughs> I'll just re realise that. Yeah, it would be brilliant. And at this stage, that, that, that could happen. Mm. If that happens, then, you know what I mean? It would be, it'd be really good. Personally, I, I wouldn't uh, fancy him against uh, Bayern, I'd Bayern Munich. I'd love to see a, a Bayern Munich and Barcelona. The, the purist has to want the Bayern Munich-Barcelona final. Yeah, but if it's a final, you only get one game. If you no, get them mind. before that, there's two. Yeah, but yeah, then it's away. Yeah. Even better, no? No, I you want them in the final. final. Oh, it's a one-off. Big player stand up to be counted. Wow. Yeah. Not Man City. Yeah, I'm surprised I thought you'd be cheering a Man City on. Yeah, me too, yeah. me. No. no. <laughs> no mate, uh, I, I'm, I'm patriotic for England, but there comes a point when there's a line to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for listening to the Champions League podcast. We'll be back again next round for more of the best insight and analysis. See you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.